broadcasting from the Blanchestan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Alright guys, and we're live, here we go So, technical issues abound For this one Between you uh, and I, you think there wouldn't be any, but Well, see this thing, we're in the new studio I had everything nice and set up um, up, up, Upstairs, but now we're here You have to reconfigure everything And all that good stuff so yeah we're live and that's the main thing here uh later than normal but this is probably going to be the time that we're using anyway because uh, i like this time it's nice so if anyone is uh checking us out on youtube or twitch please do um you know go in the chat because that's what we that's what we want to hear we want to hear your thoughts on fully loaded 1999 um this was fun this yeah was fun, so I this yeah one. and chat away guys please but, absolutely absolutely and also on periscope as well if you guys are checking that out yeah, um, and hit all your like you. buttons subscribe smash stuff absolutely in a, in a well. computerly I'm, way no no and i think we can announce it as well so not only with the nerd to know media stuff we're now going to have an exclusive wrestling rewind channel um and that's where you guys are going to be able to check us out first where we stream but it's all going to be cross uh promoted anyway absolutely well yeah it so cleverly be named wrestling rewind it exists so yeah it exists so that's what we're going to do and we're going to try get the social medias to uh to kind of link up with that as well so it is something that we've been trying to do for a while um it's just now we have a bit of time to do it so yeah we've been talking about it since may it's time to actually make it happen absolutely yeah we had to kind of cross the t's and dot the i's the the twitch stream is going to say the same uh because you know that's my personal Twitch, and it just kind of works. So uh, we'll be able to go and get it done now on YouTube. So you know, that's that's happening there, right? I'm still trying. I'm gonna have to like figure this out because I haven't got my. Uh, usually, when we stream, is a lot more professional. So forgive me, guys, because I'm trying to uh, get this sorted out in this new place. Everything is backwards. <laughs> it's really annoying. It's really weird. Um, but yeah, Dave. Yeah. So. That's that's gonna be um, something we're announcing relatively soon, like on the actual yes. channels. Um, so from next week, we will be doing the live streams on on that channel, and then it will yes. go up on Nerd to Know Media pretty much instantaneously after the show. Um, the links will go up. I will pop them there. But the thing about YouTube are doing away with the stream now function anyway, so it's gonna be all events that we're doing. So um, yeah, the best way to keep up to date what we're doing is either go to Nerd to Know Media um and get all the social media links from there near media.com or you know join our social medias the same way absolutely so and we'll, next week you'll kind of get more of a in-depth detail of okay this is the channel that you're watching on subscribe to this one now and hit the bell for notifications it should be a bit easier for y'all that we won't be getting seven notifications for shows that aren't mm-hmm. ours and it'll keep us all kind of succinct but of course we'll still be on the backups but hey 
we're waiting too long to get to it, so it's time to be said. It's a great day for wrestling, everybody. Absolutely. Welcome Absolutely. back to the only show hosted by fans that don't hate wrestling. But there, you know what? There's some good news, Dave. Actually, a lot of good news. So I've oh. had a busy day today. Okay. Well, because you know, you guys are in America, so while the states aren't burning, um, you know, you guys are asleep. <laughs> Here in the in, in the old world, we have. A, I can't world. I can't believe California is burning down because of a. Uh, uh, firework. What, what is going firework. on? I mean, it's fantastic, honestly. What are you guys doing? <laughs> it's just, the whole world. The whole world is sitting there going, America. What? What? What you do? Get your life together, mate. Come on. We're. Like, uh, I love you. You know, we're we're, we're we've only been around for, you know, almost four hundred years. So we 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 still have some kinks to work out. So we got to learn not to burn down our whole country. But uh, yeah, I'm just, it's just like, you know, the riots and that. And then it's like, oh, okay, they're coming out. Uh, oh, no, you burnt down California. Yeah. All right. Well, here's something <laughs> crazy. Like, oh I was God. in, um, I was in Denver, I guess, two, three weeks ago now. And they had a temperature mm. jump from 101 degrees to snow. Wow. So, I mean, just the whole country, Mother Nature, Gaia, whatever you want to call it, everything's fantastic right now. It really is. Man, Couldn't be a better time play. to be an American. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's something else. So fair play. But uh, yeah, thank you for everyone who's listening to us here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. Of course, the, the True Penny channel as well. Um, I was on the True Penny channel talking about something that you'd love, Dave. Puerto Rican wrestling. I saw this. I didn't get a chance to listen yeah. to it yet, but very excited. Oh, man, you need to, you need to check this out. We watched the show from the 80s. And then we watched a show from the 90s. It was, ba- it was basically like Attitude Era WWF mixed to Puerto Rico wrestling it was bizarre it's everything there was a fire match um absolutely crazy stuff absolutely crazy stuff um but yeah so i would say if you haven't checked that out totally do it's it's an absolutely wild experience but um yeah <laughs> I, now I that we're done promoting the... other things come on we gotta no, get to the show i know i know i know i just want to say i love being on uh james show you need to, i was saying that you have to be on it because i think you guys would get it on like a house on fire you think so um, well that's very inappropriate like analogy right now Dare. thank you i'm not offended at all <laughs> i did i you know i'm gonna own it i'm gonna own it um right. also, you know i'm trying fun. to set the scene back here if you're not watching on video you should be because right now i am in some beautiful Absolutely. irish blades of grass and dew it's it's serene really it's beautiful it's beautiful it's it's linked to what we're going to be talking about (laughs) it's not not at all it fits Um, in perfectly with tonight's show monster if you're in the chat at some point i'm sure it'll make sense to you for sure for sure (laughs) uh one thing as well we have a partnership now with impact wrestling so that's cool apparently apparently if you actually watch tna or impact wrestling rather and you watch wwe in the same weekend and your conclusion is you know slammiversary was a lot better than extreme rules good things can happen and we didn't do it on purpose we just shared our honest opinions absolutely and it's cool we have an interview now with uh with tna star or impact wrestling star i'm not going to reveal who it is but it will be going up on the channel soon and um, yeah, we're going to be doing a lot more uh, stuff with uh, Impact Wrestling. So that's very cool. So um, yeah, there we go. It's, and look, people are like, oh, AEW. Oh, no, AEW isn't good. You know, Cody Rose is in Impact Wrestling. So already it wins. 
Uh, yeah, he's not there. Uh, Matt Hardy's not almost dying there. There's a lot of good no. things happening in Impact. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good things happening. Yeah, in Impact, I tried. So I don't know if it. you watched it. Did you watch? Did you even try and watch that atrocity from AEW this weekend? Oh man, I. You know what? I I found out about it, and then I I, I had to see the spot, and I'm like, why? Why are people saying this is a good product? Like Matt Hardy nearly died, and instead of ending the match, they let him go back out. Yeah, I don't for those know of us this. that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about AEW's show um, over the weekend. And, you know, it would be one thing, gosh, I want to like them so much because the roster's great. The roster's guys I grew up, you know, watching on the indies. But, man, it's not just this Matt Hardy spot yeah. that we're talking about. I mean, we've talked about spots that Cody Rhodes have done. We've talked about spots that I guess Moxley has done and other people that were blatantly unsafe. And yeah. at a certain point, you're like, Why? Absolutely. Because Jeff and Matt did stuff like this in WWE, but they did it safely. Yeah, and look, you know, to be experienced. I, I, yeah, at no point watching a, um, a Hardy Boys match in the prime, so when they were like, what, 20 years, 30 years younger? Right, in their um, prime, because they did prime. have a match later that I, to this day will never forgive them for. For sure. But, yeah. Um, but this was, you know, they would do some crazy stuff, but it was never like, oh, they're dead. You know, I my Hardy was legit knocked out. Now I've had, I've had a bunch of concussions. One of the reasons why I had to stop competitively fighting um, was concussions. Um, I really? just yeah, man, I can't. It's the main reason why I had to give up martial arts. Makes sense. Um, I remember I took a, a heel kick to the head, and it wasn't even a kick. It was showing someone how to do um, an armbar, and okay. a heel hit me here, and that was it. Lights out. I don't remember mm. two weeks of my life. Right, concussions wow. aren't fun. They're they're really dangerous. No, I guess we should clarify that according to the con man, Tony Khan, uh, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, Matt did not have. I can't. That can't be an original for me. Somebody's has I love to it. it. I love it. Um, no, but, but he was it was unresponsive for like forty five seconds. Well, but according to him, there was no concussion at all, and I don't. I, I, don't, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I'm sorry. It's like, it's totally irresponsible. They should have, like, listen, they should have ended the match and then done it on Wednesday. Like, what was the problem with that? You know, it's, yeah. if you're, if you're going to be critical of WWE for doing the stuff that they do, you're going to have to be critical for AEW for doing this. I thought it was irresponsible. Again, like, concussions aren't a joke. They're very dangerous. Look, and um, I can see, I can see the people already saying, oh my gosh, why are you complaining about AEW continuing a show on or continuing a match on when there's concussion? Because we all know what happened in 1999. Well, this isn't 1999. Yeah. This is 2020. I hope we've Absolutely. learned. I hope the industry has learned. At it's this point. Guys, it's current year. Come on. Like, yeah. You know, you got to kind of go forward. And So on and that I note, let's talk about a show that happened two weeks after the most tragic events in professional wrestling. And I have no idea how I felt about it. Right. Well, I want to kind of, well, I, I'm going to need you to park that, Dave. Uh, okay. Oh, what is there news? No, no. I'm just going to need you because you know you will ruin the you will ruin the ambiance to this if you're looking at it. So before we go into it, you've warned me about that before. We yeah. Did it's you hard, ever see? It's, it's not. It's very easy. Barely. Well, it's easy. It's easy. I. I'm just looking at the. I'm just looking. Don't, at don't. Actually, no, so, so my question, my question. He's not even there. letting me get to. He doesn't even no. want to let me say it. No, I'm not going to say it because he's okay, ruined the phone for yourself. Okay. Okay. Uh, my question is: okay. Was this your first time ever seeing this show? This is my first time ever watching Fully Loaded in 1999. I've never seen a single match from this show until uh, two days ago. Okay. And the reason why I'm not letting you go the own heart stuff is because 
you'll ruin it for yourself. You just got to park it. It's like the whole Chris Benoit thing. You watch a Chris Benoit match and you're like, this is one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. And then your brain reminds you what horrible things he did. And you're I like, I don't have that problem. Oh, really? Because I do every time I watch a Chris Benoit match and I'm no, like, no, because oh, Chris like Benoit the- some of my favorite matches of all time. And I'm not afraid to say that. Now, what he Same. did after the fact was that poor, but the difference is what happened to him didn't happen inside the wrestling ring and they decided to mm. keep the show going on. And this is two months later and it's as if that never happened. There's no mention. There's I don't, not that there should be a mention. I don't know. I just felt like something. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird to see something so bloody and so violent two months after that had happened. Yeah, but dude, this isn't real. This is a show. It's like, you know, the it's show not real. Is going... <laughs> Wrestling isn't real. Why am I even doing this? I thought this was real. <laughs> oh, this is real. What's going on? There's no wizards in this? What? You know. I could have sworn there were undead zombie wizards. <laughs> Look, I remember this. I remember this whole thing. I remember the day on Heart Died. Yeah. I remember uh, it being recorded. Because uh, again, like watching these shows, I was in primary school. Um, mm. like fifth or sixth grade, fifth grade, I think I was in what, what you call fifth grade, yeah. and um, no fourth, oh, fourth grade actually, and um, this is when my grandparent, my grandmother, and my uncle would record wrestling for me, right, right. So we get the VHS and I'd have and watch it, and fully, fully load is one that I missed initially, okay, uh, for some reason or other, but I remember the whole build up to it. Well, hold on, because I want this is actually brings up a question that I'd love to know. Did sure. they warn you in advance or did they just straight up not show you the VHS from over the edge? Um, I got it, but it was. You already knew. Was, yeah, there was everyone knew, you know, right. you knew when it happened. But the actual footage of itself, it's not they don't show it like it's not live. It's not there. there is, to my knowledge, um, zero actual video of the incident itself there, yeah there, there was some. rumors that there may have been some but that it was deleted because so that it could never be used in a court case conspiracy we also host the conspiracy show but there is no uh there's <laughs> yeah, nothing in like, the video libraries there's nothing in the vaults that 100 years it, from now it, we it, can find it doesn't even li- even live there was nothing when the, when the show happened there was no you know right especially not live either i'm saying yeah. there's no b-roll there's no c-roll no, there's, there's no, no owen roll there's nothing no. of this no it's just that was it yeah and um so yeah like i remember when you roll now i really want sushi <laughs> i remember watching the show uh like waiting to see for some reason my child mind was taught that was going to be in the show okay. and it wasn't and then i just remember being really confused because you know you don't know that it's you don't know what it is you can't really kind no. of process that you know well, um, I got into an argument with a coworker um, my last job about two months ago because for whatever reason he started to mm-hmm. talk about it. And he's like, "Yeah, and if you go on YouTube, you can see footage of it." I'm like, "No, you can't." And he's no, like, "Yeah, man, yeah, you can." Like, you start, and at some point, I was like, "Dude, like, I get paid to talk about this. It, it doesn't happen. It, it this doesn't exist. This is what I do. This is my other job. Like, what is wrong with you?" Absolutely. <laughs> like that. That's <laughs> it. You know, man. It's but you know, people will have their own way of things and. You know, their the mind does ridiculous stuff, and there isn't. And you know what? Even if there was, I wouldn't want to see it because oh, no, I wouldn't. That's not, not something I would want to watch, right? Not at all. But what I'd say for anyone who goes back this time, like again, this is probably the most well ingrained period of wrestling for me. Um, nineteen ninety eight to about two thousand two, and it's just 
it's it's red hot. Like this is like the best peak WWF as well. So my advice yeah. for you and anyone else, just don't focus on it. Like, because that will take away a lot from you. Just I need a therapy happens. lecture from Dara every week before we every go into week. one of these shows every around week. this. I'm just gonna because you'll just ruin it for point. yourself. I know, I know, yourself. it, but I don't ruin it because honestly, at some point I did forget about it. And I did love this show. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, Spider-Man on Broadway went on. Fast and Furious still went on. So, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Look, but with that said, guys, you let's know. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. So, Let's get into it. <laughs> exactly. So it started, I, I actually, I was watching this on the network, and it's the first time I've seen it on the network. Okay. And there weren't that many changes to the actual VHS. Now, the DVD, which I have, which is an absolute atrocity because they hacked it to bits, um, you know, with like different music and stuff. And I'm okay. really glad. I also the covered up all the logos because this is WWF, not WWE. Right, right. And there was time where you'd buy, the, you'd buy the, the DVDs and it would just, you know, absolutely horrible. Like whoever did that need to be shot because, you know, that was, I'm glad WWE actually paid the pandas now because, you know, it actually makes the show good. But um, charity contribution at the end of the day, they're yeah, helping themselves. Right off. And it's a tax a, yeah, write off. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Yep. So, look, this started off with Jeff Jarrett and Edge for the ice tea belt. Now, what's Ooh. interesting <laughs> What's interesting about this is, right? This is my favorite Jeff Jarrett. And I know that's really controversial, particularly okay. in 2020 when this gimmick is, it goes really far. But I remember this very clear, you know you know the, the uber misogynist jeff Jarrett. i'm like yes this worked he was oh, over man. and people hated him i'm like wow what a heel you're you supposed know? to i love exactly. that i love when people hate a wrestler and i'm like you're supposed to that means they're doing their, they're job. Doing their job like he was red hot like he was never more interesting than he was here except for when he went into tna um and yeah, he'd be gone in the company in a couple of weeks, a couple of months. This is just okay. before the big uh, China thing. But we will get to that when it happens, because, now, you know, th- we're I, still not there yet. Go OK, on. OK. See, what I love about all this is you can kind of put the timeline into better perspective than me, because we, we choose a show from 99 and then 97 and then 93 and 2000. Mm. So I kind of get muddled. So your timeline right. really does help me. Now, something that was interesting for me in this match, um, I don't know why, but to the best of my knowledge, this is the first time I actually saw Deborah do any work. I mean, I've heard her name. I've, I've, I've seen of her, but this is the first time I actually saw Deborah. That's crazy. Cause like yeah. Deborah is like a huge, I remember when Deborah was over. Like I had a Deborah action figure, you know, that you did. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, I did. It was because obviously she was, you know, you had to how to have a women's division in your wrestling right. action figures as a child when you're booking shows. I wanted to start um, a counter for the number of times that King said puppies, but I just forgave him for all of that. Yeah, you just got to stop because he just, he just goes for it, man. And, and you know, it's funny, I was talking with James about this and I'm like, oh, I'm really excited to watch Fully Loaded because we get to, you know, listen to King's horrific commentary again and <laughs> his misogyny. And you're like, <laughs> it's just, it's, he just doesn't stop, man. And, he, and the, the funny thing about it is at this point, he's actually legitimately running Running for mayor of Tennessee. Yeah, I'm Ross sorry, talks I'm about it. Yeah, but I thought that was a joke. And then again, I'm you know, as an adult, I'm like, wait, no, he actually was running for mayor. Yeah, he this ran is him like running. what three or four times? Yeah. Yeah. But what's funny about Never it is won. like this doesn't help him because he says the most terrific things like commentary, and you're like, How do you expect to get elected? Like, come on, man. Like, it's not gonna work. Anyway, so look, all that said, great match though. Phenomenal match. This is one of Edge's like kind of coming out. Mm-hmm. performances because up until this point he was still shown but 
there wasn't really much going on. The brood was not really a thing as such. Like it was, but it wasn't. They were just about to break up. So the brood was there. They broke up. They just split away. That's why Gangrel shows up. And it was just before the new brood came, which was the Hardy Boys. Right. Yeah, there was some definitely some odd interference in this. But that said, man, yeah. I love seeing a young edge. It's yeah, just I, a kind of a this is me for this. There's like a sparkle sorry. in his eyes, like as oh, he no. wrestles. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, like, and he, you know, the stuff that he does. Well, this is before he, you know, killed himself in the process of doing all those table matches and ladder right, matches. Right, right. So, you know, it's great. But this is his first IC win as well. He won it at a house show in Canada, which I remember seeing that as a kid. I'm like, I've never seen that before. That's really weird. And then obviously it kind of put it into the mind, well, anything really can happen at house shows. You know, oh, yeah. so that's why when Triple H was against Cena a couple of years down the line, I thought Triple H would win, and Cena didn't. You know, oh, yeah. wouldn't put Hunter over. Uh, so, Paul London and Brian Kendrick won the tag titles one time at a house show in like South Africa. Absolutely, but this you're welcome. One, people who care about that, but this is one of the first times that this actually, you know, fed yeah. into fed into a major pay per view. Well. It helps. I thought Kane was going to beat Benoit for the WWE Championship or World Championship, whatever it was, at a house mm. show that I saw. That's how good Absolutely. the match was. It's still one of my favorite Absolutely. matches. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I thought his match was great. Jeff Jarrett, um, I love the way he won because he didn't actually win. He, you know, Edge was cheated out of it, basically. Yeah. But this would remove Edge from the title picture for a while because then they'd start going in towards the, the no mercy run, is what I call, where mm. he teams up, with, uh, teams up with Christian. They have the match with the Hardy Boys. They start to Terry Invitational, and then you have Edge and Christian. So that's all to come. But this is the weird transitional period where they knew they had their star with Edge, but it would be another two years before he'd really be you know, the star edge, but still a phenomenal match. Jeff Jarrett really should have stayed in WWE at this point. Um, it's a shame because I love Jeff Jarrett. You know, I think he's great and he's, he's never been so good during this run. I think everything hits for him. Not a main eventer, not by a long shot, but definitely a great hand and a solid IC title um, competitor. That's always how I saw him, even in TNA. Um, but, you know, it's what it is. Um, one of my favorite wrestlers, I love Jeff Jarrett. He's great. Um, the Acolytes versus the Hardy Boys and Michael Hayes. So here's what was interesting, right? As a kid, <laughs> you'd see the Hardy Boys come out, right? And they, they were managed by Michael Hayes. And Michael Hayes would come out and he'd be wearing the stuff. And you're like, this is ridiculous. And I love King just ripping it into him like, hardcore gone at how ridiculous he looks and as a kid i'm like yeah, he just looked that ridiculous but he looks kind of old to be in that stuff you know he's like trying to be like the cool dad and it's just not working so um i it's yeah, what so bizarre man yeah i, I look michael hayes it's if still you hire me i think you're fantastic but now that's he's never gonna listen to this show what the was that yeah. Well, I mean, if he didn't have the cane, maybe it would be more believable. See, I like the cane. I think the cane kind of helped, but it was weird. My issue with the cane is the cane went being from like a prop gimmick that he had to. I'm pretty sure nowadays he just has to use a cane. Well, last time, like I remember Gary and myself ran into Michael Hayes in Liverpool after a show. And we didn't even realize it was Michael Hayes because we're like, shit, did uh, he eat Michael Hayes? Because he's like, He's really, 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 really heavy, and you're it's like, "Oh dude. wow!" Couldn't even believe it. We were huge like, in Japan, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
but we're like, we, we were in shock because like, well, we have not seen Michael Hayes, and at that point, it was like fifteen years. So you know, it was kind of a bit of a shock. But um, look, I think this was cool. It was the nice thing. It was like my my first real exposure to Michael Hayes as well when I was kind of cognizant of it. Because obviously, you're watching it in the in the Federation years and all that kind of stuff, and you're like, oh yeah, wrestling, whatever. But when you're actually kind of piecing it together, you're like, wait. What's going on here? Why is he there? You know, that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So this, again, was the genesis of the Hardy Boys, like before they were the Hardy Boys, but he had a fair idea of where they were going. Um, no Mercy, 1998, 1999. Keep that in mind because that's when it all kind of clicks and we will get there. And I think you'd be okay. very, very, very uh, surprised by how fast it clicks because what we're like four months away from it. And the, the stuff that was hinted at this show or tried at this show comes full circle. It's actually crazy. That's why this period is absolutely fascinating. Um, but yeah, look, the, the Acolytes absolutely like demolished them, um, basically crucified them in the for the tag belts. It was an Acolytes rules yeah. match, which is basically, we're going to beat the hell out of you and you're going to like it. Yeah, and I love... It's not used enough anymore, but I love tornado tag style matches. I Me really too. do. Me too. They're my favorite. I, yeah. I like tag team wrestling is great, but I think for teams like the Dudleys, the Acolytes, they were kind of like big brawlers who, you know, I never really bought them as like a tag team who would follow the rules. Right. Like, like they don't have like, a yeah, lot of double team maneuvers. Like the hardies, you could tell, like, oh, they've been doing this yeah. together for a while. I see what exactly. you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I like. I mean, like, yeah. Obviously, they're one of the best tag teams of all time. But I mean, like, why would they set up a situation for their belts when they could just dictate this? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's what I always kind of felt with that. But, you know, there um, were five title matches on the card, and this is aware. the second match. This is the second match in which the title was not successfully defended. Is that a theme of the night? Let's find out as we continue. But also, what's interesting about it is. And this we've you know we said this many times um, over the course of all the time of being involved with the wrestling media. What I love about the Attitude Era, everything fit, everything made mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, there were a lot of tag, there were a lot of uh, title belts, but you knew what to expect from each of the title belts, right? Like, you know, it all everyone involved with it fit that uh, fit that role. Jeff Jarrett starting off, you knew he was like the workhorse there with with Edge. Your tag team titles, you're like, oh man, you know, these guys deserve to be here. It makes sense. The next match, D'Lo, my boy D'Lo, yeah. and my other boy Midian. I don't know why you're... Midian's your boy. I don't know why he's a wrestler, but why hey, I like what you're Midian, saying. Hold on. We'll get, Midian we'll get to that in a awesome. second. Yeah, Midian's he's, he's a fool. He's terrible. He is. So listen, here's what I want to get. I have a point to get to before we somehow defend Midian. Um, <laughs> I get what you're saying and I like it, which is yeah. the, intercontinental, the intercontinental title has an identity. And that yeah. identity every, every is carried does. by the people in that division who meet that identity. It's same for the hardcore. Yeah. It's same for the European. Um, yep. I, I, so I really like that. And that's something that's missing today. You know, Absolutely. Universal and Absolutely, WWE, yeah. they're completely interchangeable. Yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't mean US, like, Intercontinental, I, I think, they're the same thing. Like, I, I think when the the Universal title came out initially, I think they were trying to go for that by having Seth Rollins and Finn Balor go for it. You know, it's like a more kind of right. It it like it feels like an IC belt. That's the thing. Like that's what the world title picture looks like. It's like one of them obviously means better than one more than the other. But then they right. muddled, it, muddled it up. Doing it this way, it's like you also kind of get it. Get to see the future of the company mm. in the belts. You know, like you have, for example, 
Midian's never going to go out of the, the European Championship, but Dilo will. Dilo will go and be an IC right. champion. Man, you know, Midian, the fact for... that he held a title, I mean, that's worth well, retiring for right well, there because he's well, such I, a poor wrestler. Well, what I love about it is, and he is, he's atrocious, but... Thank what I, you. But what That's I love, all I needed to hear. But what I love about it is that he found the belt in, the, in Shane McMahon's bag. Oh, that's Shane, the backstory. To yeah, this. and Shane because Shane McMahon won the belt off X Pac, and right. he's like, "Here, I don't want this." So Midian was like, "Oh, deadly!" He just found it in the bag and he goes, "Can I have this?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then that's why he had the belt. I just think that's fantastic because that's, it's like okay. And what what I love about it is that like Jerry Lawler is trying to put him over, and and Jim Ross is like. Stop! Like just stop. It's just it's fantastic because like it you know it's such a ridiculous storyline that really makes no sense, but it makes perfect sense. You know it's it really kind of puts over that one. Yeah, Midian's this joke of a character that is a, fl- a floozy for uh, the Undertaker, right? But Dilo's like his whole motivation is he's like listen, like he even cut a great promo beforehand. He's like, look, he you can't be a champion with finding a belt. So you're already invested in Dilo winning that belt. Mm-hmm. Like it's a ridiculous storyline, but has a great payoff. WWE can't do this nowadays. They tried it with the 24 seven belt and it's it's dead now. You know, it's it's dead, but it was very successful for what it did. I actually will stick up for the 24 seven because our truth was just absolutely phenomenal with it. I mean, his character, the fact he, that he is as old as he is, don't even Google how old he is, guys, because it, it'll, it'll he's break very, your he, mind. He's very old, and it's um, really but unbelievable. But R-Truth as a character, as a as a vessel for the WWE, even to go out and do promotions, is absolutely fantastic. Did it turn into a comedy belt for him? Yes, but it's just as good as anything Santino ever did. Like, this is top-notch but, but, stuff. He, but here's what I mean, Dave, right? That got one guy over. Right. The European title got incredible amounts of guys over. Well, I think and a better no, example would be the hardcore championship, which well, also got more guys over. I'll give you that's, that. That's but just this where is I a title. Going. This, that, this is a title I was, that I yeah. believe was for our truth. Yeah, but, and that's fine, but that doesn't really it will never be it won't live in the it won't achieve the same thing. Like if we're talking about if you don't think so. It, no, it's not. I don't think so. I think that it worked great, but it only worked for him, and that's, that's all great. it needed to. No, I mean, it could work no, for I, one other person. No, I disagree. I disagree. One other person. One other person. Little no. Jimmy needs to win the twenty four seven championship. No, and then that'll be the greatest thing of all time. No, for example, like we talked about the hardcore title, and it's like it At went length, from yeah. being yeah, and we talked about it and that, and then it went off and did the twenty four seven. It was able to kind of change based on its need. If yeah. you book something specifically with one guy in mind, it's only going to work that way. And it's really plays like the 24 seven rule could have been this generation's hardcore title, but it was never given the opportunity to do that. It was just right. Let's just have our true win all the time. It's like, okay, yeah, I, I think love you're putting, I get what no, you're saying, but I feel no, like you're putting I, our truth accomplishment down. I'm not, which is, to. it's not like it was I'm originally designed for it to be a vehicle for our truth. It's mm. that he was so damn good and so damn entertaining that they just kept giving it to him because Absolutely. it was fantastic Absolutely. so that's that's a that's that's a performer taking a title and making it theirs they didn't make the title for him fair it's just it's and it's not his fault the fault no, it's, lies it's, 
it's all fault, yeah he gets all yeah, the, the credit for it yeah the fault the fault lies with wwe because they just don't know how to do this kind of stuff anymore you know and it's case in point like having a simple story of D'Lo Brown wanting to win a title because the guy who has found it and making it good and having a decent match with Midian. I mean, and he had a, gets a he had, he had that, a decent yeah. match with Midian. <laughs> Come on, that's an it. achievement. Yeah. But anyway, the next match I really enjoy, and D'Lo Brown obviously won, so he's your new European champion. Five the championships ne- are defended. Three have been not successfully defended. Absolutely. Uh-oh. Team, team of the night, maybe question mark, question mark, question mark. Because remember, the main event of this is Stone Cold Steve Austin is going against Undertaker. And if he loses, he can never, ever, ever go for the WWF title again. And if the Undertaker loses, Vince McMahon is gone from the WWF. So remember, throughout the whole night, this is what they're they're build and tr- there is random points throughout the night as well where Austin will because Austin got busted open uh before the show and he and I, I love the fact that he's actually like bleeding like a stuck pig oh, yeah. and like oh, yeah. and I remember watching as a kid going oh my god he is actually like bleeding that's like that's real man yeah. you know right and um I, but I love the fact that the way he just doesn't take it like you know he's like oh I'm gonna bust the Undertaker up and he smashes the Undertaker's face open and there's blood everywhere and I'm like oh my god this is insane we have a first blood match where both guys are bleeding before anything started yeah. it's excellent anyway this isn't but- like the Mick Foley first blood match where no. <laughs> it was like no. well it doesn't count if he's bleeding here it only exactly. counts yeah, no. No, let's, let's like- talk about Big Boss yeah. Man no, before we, we get to it right so my, my other boy Big Boss Man uh, I love Big Boss Man he's yes. like He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. This is my favorite. He doesn't get enough accolades. No, man. Bossman is great. Like, yeah, I know as Big Bubba in WCW was a bit of a dud and stuff like that, but he is just phenomenal in this run where he's the enforcer for the corporate ministry and he's just taking names. And for poor Al Snow is just getting his head smashed in. So 1999 has the best matches. Quite literally. literally. One of my favorite moments in this match is when I think Bossman took his baton, it was, and started hammering the nail into, into the mannequin the, head. The he- yeah, and Al Snow's head, reacting yeah. to it. Like it's hurting him. So, it's just brilliant. So, brilliant. So the sto- so the storyline and timeline of this is um obviously Al Snow and Big Bossman had been feuding back and forward for this belt. This was kind of like, you know, they were going back. It was either Al Snow was always there, Bossman was there. And he ended up getting through the feud and head, the mannequin head, had been had a railway spike through it, basically. And he's been freaking out. And that was driving him crazy. We would then see the arrival of Pepper, Al Snow's little doggo. I'm gonna park it there and we will get there. But that comes very relevant in a couple of months. So tell you, man, they had a long term, month long story, like four or five months out the line here. It's it's great. Um, but yeah, so this is like the genesis of that feud. Uh, and Bossman and Al Snow have I, you know, here's one thing, right? And you probably wouldn't appreciate this, but as a child, um, I remember I, I used to think this was great watching the show and it go outside in a hardcore match and it'd be daytime and it was one o'clock in the morning here. And I was always been like, how did that work? Because again, you're a child and you don't think things through, and you're like, "Oh, time zones—that makes sense." And you're like, "Yeah," because it's the middle of the day. So it's always kind of—it's just, it's just 
it's crazy you know that you just be like that's one thing that you wouldn't get unless you're halfway across the world where that experience of it's the middle of the day for them and it's like super nighttime here well that's you know, crazy I, I can't relate as many hours but i mean that's how it was when wrestlemania was held out in i guess like it was san francisco a couple years ago yeah and it was similar. so it was nighttime for me here on the east coast but on the west coast it was daylight yeah and it exactly. was very odd to it's watch odd. like why yeah. Why, why aren't the lights and the pirate? Why isn't this as yeah. effective? Oh, there's lights. This yeah, is- you don't, you, you're just like, oh, wait, it's, it's the, the sun. Middle. Yeah, exactly. It's crazy. I thought the earth was flat. I don't know what's happening. It's demonetized. <laughs> well, according to, according so, to uh, AJ Styles, right? Don't you dare. <laughs> don't you mention his name in don't that way. Don't you dare. <laughs> I just want to see Randy Orton of Nerd to New Media up here. <laughs> I just wanted to say, I just wanted to see if you were paying attention. That's all. I'm paying attention, CM Punk. I'm paying attention. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. That's my favorite feud currently, by the way. Oh, yeah. AJ Styles versus CM Punk. They hate each other. They hate each other. It's so funny. Um, I don't know. I'm, I don't know. We'll, we'll and if you're see. not currently watching the wrestling product and you're tuning in on SmackDown to see that feud, you won't. You have to go on you Twitter. Won't. You won't. It's on Twitter, like everything else. <laughs> Um, everything else is on Twitter, but look, uh, there were yes. some great moments in this hardcore title match. Um, it's not the best hardcore title match of the whole lot, but it's a nice, mm-hmm. it's a nice little one that kind of just has some good spots in it, but kind of um extends this feud out. They're my favorite um match between these two is St. Valentine's Day Massacre back in February of this year, where it ends up in the river. Um, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's a really good one. And SummerSlam is the next pay-per-view in the timeline. And there's a really good match that we'll get to. Um, we might actually cover that. And, and we still haven't gotten to the dog kennel match. No, well, that comes after that. That's the blow off. Um, and that's, you know, you will see there in the timeline. Um, yeah. So Big Boss Man is your new hardcore champion defeating Al Snow. Five title matches. Four are unsuccessfully defended. One to go. And it's the main event. Absolutely. Uh, the next one is The Big Show versus Kane with Sparky Plug as special guest referee. This was the low point of the show, ladies and gentlemen. Not a, not a good match at all. This was pretty poor. However, it would set up a couple of things. It would set up um, the continued feud with... Um, Big Show and The Undertaker did end up being the what's it, Unholy Alliance, I think they call themselves. Right, I, can't, right. I can't really remember it. And they'd like kill X-Pac in the ring and he'd have the Kane face turn and all that kind of stuff. For some reason, Bob Holly, I don't really remember why he was there. but he I don't. Was, I couldn't for the life I, of me understand I, it. I don't, I don't remember. I tried to like look into it and I just don't know why. Let us know. Why was Sparky plugged there? Let us know. Because I couldn't figure it out for the life of me. Um, but yeah, he was there and Kane and Big Big Show had a terrible match, and Tank this Christ match did... was definitely more about the interference than it was the actual that's, match itself. That's that was, was the problem. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was not good. But I didn't expect anything else. Um, I did like the fact that Austin came out at random points throughout the night. So he came out and absolutely killed Jeff Jarrett with a stunner, which was hilarious. Yes. And then he'd come out again and interfere later on. So it was still kind. Of... You know what this actually what this was a bookend to. Or like a callback to, and I only realized it when I was watching it again. We've already covered. It's literally they're trying to do a mirror of King of the Ring 1998, 
Because well, that was the match when I commented that yeah. Big Show and Kane, this is the first time I'd actually seen them as young guys wrestle each other. And I absolutely. thought they were absolutely amazing because yeah. nowadays I've seen them wrestle a thousand times. It's it's almost as bad as Edge and Orton. Like, mm. but this is um that that's what you're kind of going back to with the whole, even with using a first blood match because as uh, Austin says, the reason why he lost his first blood match was because of the Undertaker, which right. is true. Um, but, but, I remember that. Yep. Yeah, but even with the run-ins and stuff like that, it was, it all kind of was building to kind of get people to remember that, which is weird because again, like we don't remember. Or were conditioned in current WWE product to not remember stuff, you know, like a, sh- a match that happens on Raw this week. They're not going to re- refer to something that happened a year and a half ago. They're just not going to do it, you know. Uh, but this this whole storyline was to kind of call back and Austin to get his win back against, or not even a win to, to get that kind of uh, revenge on the Undertaker for making him right. lose his belt, which he did. You know, to be fair, that's why Austin lost that match. Yeah. Um, but anyway, and of course, so, we have covered that. So check it yeah, out on yep. the channel and you'll be able to watch it. What episode um, is this, by the way? Usually, we usually announce that. We didn't announce that. Is this 38? 38. Yeah, 38. 38. Look at us go. So we're hammering through. Um, We've done 20 shows together, Dara. It's crazy, isn't it? That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, yeah. So the next match we had was Kent. Right. Uh, this is so Dare is about to correct himself and say, actually, the last match wasn't the low point of the night. Hold, hold on. That's not. No, no listen. You're not going to convince me of anything. You, you can't be attacking my boy like that. There's two boys in this. Right. Um, All right. Yeah, I can here wait, let me let me okay. First of all, yeah. we're talking about Ken Shamrock versus Steve Blackman in Iron Circle match. Let me get that out of the way so people aren't like yeah. what the heck are you guys talking about. Here's Absolutely. what I need to say. I am okay. so sorry for saying that the Lions Dens <laughs> match was horrible. Because I found something even worse. Listen, they both tried. <laughs> they tried. <laughs> they tried defense. Listen. They did the best that they could. Eric's talking to me like we're in a bar late at night. And he's like, listen, man, you're a good person. Don't let her let you get you down, man. They did the best that they could. You know, they would make up for it the next month with a Lions Den weapons match, which is actually a very good match. This would. You already told me that the first Lions Den match is so much better than the second. It is its own hearts in it. Like, come on. Like, what do you expect? I thought this was great. And the reason why I thought it was great, not because the match was good, but you played spe- SmackDown versus Raw and you played this yeah, outside. That's it. That's and, it. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, this is great. You know, Ken Shamrock can do no wrong. Steve Blackman can do no wrong. I had a good time. So that's I'm so glad for you. So I don't think this was bad at all. Like, but looking at it critically, yeah, it was atrocious. But you know, they did the best that they could, and it wasn't a good match. And you know why they never done a nine circle match again? I know they done like uh, parking up brawls. Was it even? It was, was it even a match? I'm not even sure how. It was four minutes. It was four minutes. It was and three it, minutes and fifty seven seconds. So we're not even going to give him four minute credit here. I just that includes the, intros. The low point. The low point of this was when Ken Shamrock was just hitting Steve Blackman with the chain. Mm. And it was the fakest looking hits ever. True. And it's so like, I will say that I thought the low point of the match was when the bell rang. 
Did the bell ring? I don't, I don't even know. I don't, yeah, I don't know. So. It's not in my notes. I'm not sure. I don't think so. I, I yeah. But look, I think the cars the beeped. Wait, didn't it actually start with the cars all beeping or something? No, I, I did like the fact that they were all there. It was like yeah. something from West Side Story. <laughs> it was. I was like, this is hilarious. Dude, you turn this into a musical and I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'm in. Oh, man. I Look, all I know is. Has there ever is... been a musical wrestling match? Like a Glee style wrestling match? <laughs> I think I don't know. I, I wouldn't. AW you. book it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that'd be great. Ke- uh, what um, what's your man's face? Cody Rhodes coming out and going. No, oh, don't you stop. dare call him my man. Get away from your Irish colloquialisms. No, Cody I'm not Rhodes, taking that. Cody Rhodes coming out and being like, I should doing a big song about why he should be the world champion or something. It'd be great. Or I hate Triple H or something like that. Be really funny too. Oh man, yeah, they should do that actually. That'd actually be something decent that AEW could do. Um, anyway. I'd love to hear a duet with the Young Bucks. <laughs> I think the Young Bucks doing a duet would be great. Uh, it'd be fantastic. Uh, we love but, you, AEW. Yeah, we do. We do. Hearts. But, you know, yeah. Hearts. Hearts. <laughs> so uh, the next match was very strange. I remember this specifically because this was the thing that they had actually done for a while. But Triple H was involved in this and he was like, look, peace out. This is ridiculous. So Road Dog and X-Pac were feuding with Billy Gunn in China for the rights for Degeneration X. This was a stupid, stupid, stupid storyline 20 years ago. It was a great match. A great match. Stupid storyline. Still stupid after 20 years. I hated it as a kid. Still hate it now. Really relevant. It was relevant. Really, 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 really want the hockey jersey, though. Still. Mm. A DX hockey yeah. jersey. Oh. Bring that back to WWF and I will buy it four times. Yeah, even even WWE, feel free to bring it back. Or WWE. Like, here's the thing, right? Why um what why did they stop doing the hockey jerseys? Because Jericho had a phenomenal one. Uh and the DX one was great. Like, bring that back. It was great, yeah. Um, this match had my Jerry the Lawler. Jerry the Lawler, that's his new name. Jerry, Jerry the King Lawler. Lawler, line of the night. Oh, brilliant. Go on, tell me. Yes, yes. It? This is my favorite on, thing to on, do during great. these interviews. Absolutely. Um, I have to paraphrase it on my notes over there, but it was along the lines of they were talking about Billy Gunn, and Jim oh. Ross was talking about Billy Gunn's attire. And King says, Well, if I was a man with an ass like that, I'd show it off to the world too. Because for those of you who didn't get a chance to watch this yet or are going to go watch this after, he's basically wearing a thong yeah. covered yeah. with some like fishnets. He, he has the same bottoms on as China, essentially. Yeah. It's, and remember, this this was because uh, Billy Gunn's name was Mr. Ass. Mr. Ass. Yes. Excuse me for saying Billy Gunn. I, I actually want to correct this on Wikipedia myself for them saying Billy Gunn because that is not and, the fact. And, and, that is not and, who wrestled in this match. And this would lead up to a, a feud with The Rock next month yeah. where it would be a kiss my ass match mm. the loser would have to uh to do that. so we will as i said SummerSlam really was important in 1999 and a lot of really stupid things happened but, it's but can also we talk about how stuff. over billy gunn was during this everyone era. was over yeah, everyone was super but i mean the this. crowd chanting at him was so but, strong but as billy gunn like, won king of the ring this year as well yep he was the King of the Ring winner. So See, people really, forget like, about old Kip James being good back in the day. Yeah, Kip James was great. And I have to say, like, you know, it's it, to say how good he was for people who have never actually got a chance to see him. Um, he, like Dolph Ziggler, he wrestles exactly like Dolph Ziggler. No, Dolph Ziggler wrestles exactly like him. And I'm glad you oh, said absolutely. that. Because absolutely. when he was yeah, doing yeah. his entrance, 
I went, oh my gosh, Dolph Ziggler's yeah, totally Dolph ripping his character off. Yeah, he did. Exactly That's what, what he did. Yeah, he, he, Down to wrestling. his swagger, the way that he yeah. moves his body, the chewing of the gum, the way he flicks his hair. I mean, it's mm-hmm. he watched a lot of tape. Yeah, and it works. You know, it's it's it's, it's sadly though the same thing happened to Dolph Ziggler. It right. happened to uh, Billy Gunn, where he's just completely overlooked. Well, but at least he's won some titles. Billy Gunn never won Fair. any. Yeah, world but titles. it was a diff- different, uh, different, different world. You know, you just really couldn't get over. That was as the problem as- with Venus back in those days. Yeah, that was it. Well, here they got over, but they couldn't. Um, there was nowhere to really, you know. The, the, <laughs> As we said, it was one of the problems with the well-defined stratus. You know, it was just like, you're here, you have a character over, but you're not Austin. You're not The Rock. Well, hey, the world might revolve around Stone Cold Steve Austin, but there's eight other planets, my friend. (laughs) That's very true. So expand your mind. That's where I was going with the Venus reference. Figured I'd, that's a little too subtle. Fair. Yeah. So Road Dog and X-Pac won. And they, yes, they now do. hold the rights to G-Generation X. In perpetuity, the royalties they get are phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely. But this is where you'd see the transition now away from DX. This is like the soft breakup. Yes. China would go off and be her own thing. She'd start getting involved with the IC belt, which we will talk about. Uh, Billy Gunn ended up back with Road Dog a couple of months later. So this didn't last. And then X-Pac would go off, hang around with DX for a while, and then end up but uh, with x factor which is the worst tag team of all time it is but i i will say a lot of respect for the fact that x-pac took that choke slam from hell and yeah. then really sold it this entire match to the point yeah. that they almost lost because of a finishing move that he had taken two matches prior during a yeah. run-in they don't X-Pac- sell that strongly anymore no x-pac got killed during this feud like yes with this whole thing he got absolutely destroyed but i remember there was a part in this where kane talked for the first time you know with his mm. voice and that was the most over thing ever like for weeks mm. so you know again people wrestling was part of the culture this was like the main thing you could watch and when you go back and watch the show you're like it's really good yeah it's really good. Like you can actually, it's, it's justifiable to watch it, you know, and be like, Hey, this makes sense. You can relate to all these characters. Um, the next match was triple H with China who defeated the rock in a fully loaded strap match to determine the number one contender at SummerSlam for the WWF championship. Now, uh, 20 minute match, a longest match on the card by a, by a fair amount really so this was kind of your main event um your straight match you know the rock and and triple h just two of the best at this point they'd end up carrying the company a year later and you can kind of see why their chemistry is unbelievable it's unbelievable it's better than you know it's better than rock and austin which is was a bigger feud but the matches that triple h and rock had were just so much better you know, the, the funny thing. thing for me about this match is when Dara suggested this is the pay-per-view we watched and I looked at the card because I went on to, I guess I shouldn't plug where I went, but I went on to a website that will show you the card of a match without showing the results. Mm-hmm. And I saw, oh, Triple H versus, the, oh, okay, Triple H wins. Like, I get it. <laughs> like, this is why he's recommending that I watch his pay-per-view. Absolutely but not. Even, even though I knew going into this match that Triple H inevitably would win, um, 
I was absolutely astounded by the way that the match was carried out. I got mm. angry at heelish moments. I, I didn't give China enough respect for the last match. And since she's in this one too, I kind of want to give her it because I, my, my version of China that I remember is like 2004, 2005 when she was kind of out of the industry, but mm. seeing her as a young lass, if you will, um, I get it. I get it now. I didn't at the time. Sir, so I want to give her some props. You're in for some great times. Yeah. Because we're about to have the Jeff Jarrett uh, exodus from WWE. Okay. Which opens up China and Chris Jericho. Their feud, which is very good. Um, you know, a lot of people complain about women wrestling with men. And maybe you can't do it in 2020. But you could do it. You could do it this well, year. Not, and, not every, oh my not, gosh, it's so good. Not every performer is China. That's the truth of it. Right. You know, like, There's not, not everybody's Candice LeRae. I understand exactly. that. Yeah. It was, you know, but what was great about this was uh, this paper is really important again because you, you don't feel the effects of it for like four or five months. Yeah. This is a game changer. And what's great about Triple H winning this is it sets up the match of SummerSlam, which it makes Triple H, you start seeing him become Triple H. He's you legitimate. Know, yeah. The, he cripples the rattlesnake at SummerSlam, wins the title belt with, uh, with on Mankind the night before, and then it opens up his absolute reign of destruction. And it's fantastic. Like, if you, you have... Would, like, mm, like, mm. I, I know we talked about it before, but if you haven't seen the promo from One Figure in 1999, which sums up everything, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, it's put the Fear Factory... It. Yeah, it's put the Fear Factory, and it's like, this is fantastic. And just, it's... This is how he gets there. This is, you know, the ultimate kind of you. It's his origin story, really, mm. and it's such a cool way of doing it. But at the same time, The Rock is completely over too. Oh yeah, you know? and it's like you know, The Rock is going to be the biggest star of the company. You just know he's going to be there. But how is he going to get there? How is he going to get past this unstoppable monster, Triple H? Two things um, did this for me that really got me sucked into the match. Mm. The first was the fact that they mentioned. The Madison Square Garden incident in the promos. Yes. I was never was aware that that was made on TV. It was. I, I yeah. had no idea it was, it was. ever referenced yeah. on television. Yeah. It was. So for me, so remember, dude, this was the oh, era. You know, this yeah, was right. the era. Yeah. So they were breaking you know, that wall a little bit. They're breaking but, that wall. Yeah. Um, man, that got me excited for the match because I went, "Oh, they went there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. N- now where is this going to go?" And when mm-hmm. I knew I loved this match is when Triple H took the strap off of himself and went to attack Rock. I was so mad. I was so mad. I was like, he is cheating. He's, you can't do that. I was like, oh, oh, it's working. Wrestling's sucking me in. My belief has been suspended. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought the commentary was great during that match. Uh, The only thing that was off about it was, man, I don't trust The Rock with weapons. I never will. I never have. Uh, It reminded me of those shots against mankind, man. When he swung that strap at Triple H, it's not delivered the way that Triple H uh, hit Batista with the chain at WrestleMania last year, which is the danger. Yeah, the danger with The Rock is The Rock is not a good wrestler. No, I don't want to go that far. He's very entertaining. Sports entertainment. Well, just let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, you know, grab, 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 grab. Just let me finish. Let me finish. The Rock is not so many props to Triple H. But you finish. <laughs> no, I just hold on. Actually, we're just about to go over. So, guys, uh, if you're listening to this on Phoenix 92.5 FM, what are you doing? 
go over and check it out on uh, Nerd to Know Media or on our YouTubes and all that good stuff because uh, you're going to get the full show there. Again, the True Penny channel, we're going to get the full show as well. So thank you for joining us on Phoenix 92.5 FM. But you're better off catching it live when we finally do have a schedule that stays the way it is. But we'll be back next week here on Phoenix 92.5 FM. I'll be back straight after uh, this quick break here on YouTube on this stream. And there's no break because uh, I haven't done them yet. We will there, eventually- is, there, is a, there is a two second break because I have to run and get something. But it, explain your Triple H love and I'll pretend I listened for two seconds. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we'll take a quick break and when we get back, uh, we'll finish this uh, Triple H loving. So guys, we'll be back after this quick break. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. And we're back after that real break. <laughs> a real break. Everyone. By the way, Darren never lets me do this, but uh, we're off the radio. It doesn't even matter now. But follow me on Instagram at the Dave Stevens or follow me on Twitter at the Dave Stevens. Do it. You'll regret it. I promise. Do and what I'll do you is you heard me correctly. You will regret it. <laughs> for for radio listeners, I'll cut that in anyway. Okay, thank um, you. So appreciate yeah. that. Appreciate I don't mean you. I don't mean to not do it. It's just every week. Do. Every we week he doesn't let me plug himself. Well, I'll plug his band. I'll plug every. But no, don't follow my co-host god forbid <laughs> uh yeah no we just gotta we, we gotta follow to our, our schedule it's just there's so much to talk about you know it just is what it is that's the problem with this you know what we should do maybe leave the current events till the actually that's probably not a bad idea uh, that's probably we, we kind of get bogged down and, yeah. yeah yeah that's we'll do it actually that's a good call um it's almost like i've been doing this for a while <laughs> But yeah, look, so getting back to The Rock, right? It's not yes. that The Rock is The Rock is not a bad professional wrestler. He's a, one of the most entertaining people on the show. One of the all-time great WWE wrestlers. Personalities. Personalities, exactly. Um, but I a, buy the people's album, though. Yeah, well, it makes sense. You know, it always made sense because more of a heel because it was kind of like a, it's the heel move. Like the five-knuckle shuffle, never really gotten it. It was just a cutesy name. To play yeah. off of The Rock, you know, John Cena has, you know, Hulk Hogan's move. He has Stone Cold's move. He has The Rock's move. We get it. Mm-hmm. He he pays homage in all of his moves. To He does mm-hmm. sidewalk slam. You know, I get it. Mm-hmm. You're all the greats in one, Cena. But <laughs> there's something about the way The Rock does it. It's in the way the crowd reacts to it. It's just, oh, I love it. But the crowd bought it as real. Yeah. But the, 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 my problem with The Rock is he works very unsafe. Or did Mm-mm. he got better, but he, he worked incredibly unsafe. And this was, you know, what he did to mankind is still kind of unforgivable. Um, really, when you go back and watch it, it's attempt and murder. It, it, it wasn't even, it wasn't even, you know, it was when I read when we've talked about this on air. So we apologize, guys, if this is your, you know, if you listen to us a couple of times, but man, you read mankind's book and he's like, I don't, I love The Rock, but. I don't know, man. Mankind wasn't that cool with it. Yeah, it's no, I, I, you know, I don't blame him. I wouldn't be either. I'd be, you know, my kids in the front row watching me get my head smashed in with a chair. It's yeah, you shouldn't, you shouldn't take front, cool. front head shots while you're handcuffed an extra nine times and one to the back of the head. I mean, that just yeah. I mean, if you're Cody Rhodes, apparently it's cool in 2019, but. <laughs> 
but this is but this is the same year that that happened. Mm, That's the crazy thing. It's like eight months later, um, and the Rock still he still works on safe with weapons. And you're like, man, come on, like what are you doing? You know, I don't want to um, disparage the Rock, just, but this this reminds me of an excerpt from his book, which was ghost written, but whatever. Um, it reminds me of an excerpt from the Rock's book when he talks about a kid was beating was making fun of him in school and saying wrestling's not real. I think he was in high school or middle school. So he took the kid and he gave him a pile driver and he purposely left the kid's head exposed by like a half inch or an inch, just so he'd give him like a little bit of a stunner. And so, and I'm not saying it's disparage the rock it's in his book. So it is what it is, but it just makes me kind of cringe because I'm wondering, does he have the self-control or does he get so wrapped up in the energy and everything that he just kind of goes just a bit too far and that could be it, you know, that, that, that it does kind of strike me that that, that happens, you know, because he is that kind of guy where he's very in the moment where Triple H is much more the professional. Yeah, do you, you know? spi- spinal tap, and he takes it up to 11, you know. Exactly. You know, yeah. it, it's just one thing that when I'm watching The Rock at this point, I was why I was a fan um, because of stuff like this. And now appreciate The Rock far more as an actor. And yeah, you're breaking up a little on me there, Dare. Oh, sorry. Just FYI. I The Rock much more as an actor. Yes. Uh, you know, and even going back, it's- I'm going to let him kind of reset for a second, maybe twiddle with something on your side because like almost none of that came through but i do want to make a comparison while you're adjusting that to the rock kind of doing that versus john cena um john cena yes he's acted well in things but he is an extremely safe worker in the ring say what you want say he's boring Mm -hmm. say he doesn't have a huge move set but he has a great respect for keeping people safe while he's wrestling. So that's why whenever people make that comparison between The Rock and Cena, well, there is no comparison. The Rock will always have been better on the mic. He will always have been more electrifying in the ring, and he will have always had a more successful run in the entertainment industry. I mean, for crying out loud, he's the highest paid actor, um, I'm assuming in the world, because he is in the United States. And, you know, John Cena might not get to that level, but in terms of the wrestling business, Cena spent a heck of a lot more time here. Uh, his track record's a lot better. He just, people didn't want to see another Hulk Hogan. People wanted to see another Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, the problem is you can't just keep having Stone Cold Steve Austins. We see that now with guys like Seth Rollins. You know, you can't recapture that. So I don't know, but there's a lot in this match that I really liked. Because a lot of times when you do these strap matches, you assume, oh, this is going to be incredibly limited as a stretch, as a um, strap match. What can you really do with it? But I thought they did a great job of getting in and out of the ring, using yeah. it in unique ways. I loved King on commentary. Um, Ross at one point says to him, hey, you've been in a lot of these matches. What do you do? And Lawler's like, yeah. you attack him with the strap. You choke him. You do whatever you can. And I like that. Exactly. It added it's, a little it, more realism to it. It's that danger aspect to yeah. it. Which, you know, you're like, hey, it's a strap match. It's not just wrestling is dangerous anyway in in real life and also in the world of that you're watching it. You know, it's it's not your it's not a kid's game. It's not a joke. And a strap match, you really buy it because, you know, they do some stupid matches like a, the Rock would have a Brahma bull rope match and there'd be like a chain match. And stuff. 
this is one of those times where I thought keeping it simple with its gimmick really worked. Like this, this was again, these guys hated each other and you really wanted to kind of get this going. And that's how they were able to do it. And it was just great. Like it is, this was the real main event. This was the real match that you got that kind of pay-per-view quality performance from. Cause the next one, it was gimmicked as all hell. Right. Um, right. Yeah. It really well, that was. was the was, thing is, this really was, wasn't a gimmick strap, to the no, best of my this knowledge. Was, this was real, you know, very, uh, yeah. and it worked great, you know, because when Triple H won, even though the way he won was still, it, you know, it really got him over. Because again, like this could have turned Triple H face too because of what they went through. So they really had to ensure that right, the job of this was we got to have this quality match. And do all these things, but we got to make sure that people still hate Triple H. <laughs> because, right, right. You know, he he's kind of our plan going forward. Because again, this at the same time as well, remember, you have the test thing. You have mm. the Stephanie McMahon wedding thing. So oh, yeah. there's a lot going on here in the background that would eventually pay off in the next two or three months. So keep that in mind. Now, so Triple H is going to SummerSlam. But... He has who will he face? What we're going to find exactly. This is our fifth title match. Four have been unsuccessfully defended. Is this a trend for the evening, or will the main event change the trend? And this was billed as an end of an era. Hilarious because the Undertaker would later be in another end of an era match. I I say I love the stage design of this pay per view. I love you know having you know Vince McMahon in the middle and then Austin Taker. It was that picture of Vince McMahon with the blood. Like what? Who did that? I I think that was Austin busted him open. That was uh, on an episode of Raw where he's busted him open, and they actually signed the contract. In, in in the blood. blood, well, they signed it in Austin's blood. In Austin's blood, yeah, right, but yeah. you know, Vince would also do the same thing because he got busted open loads too. Gotcha. But I'm I just saying, love... I thought the set design was hilarious. Set design that. was great, man, and it, they actually did it. They redid it in two K twelve. I think that was the Austin one. Took no two K sixteen, uh, where you yeah. play his career again, and they actually had the set design, and I popped mm-hmm. huge. I was like, this is fantastic. Um, well, we've talked about this, and I don't expect it to change before the end of the lockdown era, but mm. I really miss pay-per-views that had dynamic backgrounds. Yeah, well, I, they haven't done it in years. You can't blame the lockdown because they just didn't do it. They do it since. for Mania, maybe SummerSlam, and that's kinda, it. Kind of, but still not really like dynamic. Like for, They haven't done it since they went HD and got that big set. That's when they were just like, oh, it's all kind of the same. But what I loved about this period of wrestling and the Attitude Era in general, every single show had an identity. Fully Loaded, this, you know, they probably should have called it something else because Fully Loaded really didn't make any sense. Next year when they do it, it'd be more kind of casino-y and made sense. This was end of an era. They probably should have just called the show that. That would have made sense. But look, it was what it was. Um, this isn't current WWE pay-per-views. We don't just name our... <laughs> pay-per-views things but it does have it but it does have um like you you look at the promotional poster and it really makes no sense it's it's just you know they had changed it you don't want to change it again it's not a sticking point for me but it's just kind of silly um but look this whole storyline austin and mcmahon had come to this 
all the stuff that you heard, the Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, mega feud. It'd gone on about two years. No, sorry, about a year and a half. Um, there really was nowhere else to go. It was, it had reached its crescendo. St. Valentine's Day Massacre had happened. That was like the big, the big match. Actually, we'll watch that. That's the next one we'll watch because that's, that's a really good show. Have you seen that one, Dave? I have not. Right. I think I saw, I actually do think I saw a couple of matches, but I have not seen the whole thing in its entirety. Right, that's the next pay-per-view we're right. Something I would like um, to do, on the show. and I'm sure they Certainly. exist, and I'm just dumb and haven't searched for yeah. them, so I'm going to ask you a silly question. Are there episodes of Heat on the WWE Network? Yep, there are, yeah. So that's I can great. watch, see, I wish that under the pay-per-view, they would have a link to, this was the episode of Heat from that night. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, I would really like it if they do that. I'm going to call up my contacts at WWE Network. I have none. <laughs> Um, but well, I really wish that they would integrate that into the UI because I think they should. that they should actually. That could That's be really idea. helpful. But the thing about it is, it's like a heat. Like I have all they the actually matter. Of, I have all the episodes of Heat for like two years on a hard drive because I okay. love them that much. I watched them. Yeah, I actually okay. have them that way. So I yeah I, I look I totally respect your love of heat because it was fantastic and at this point it actually mattered as you said. That's a really good feature request if WWE are listening or even you know. I'm a subscriber and you're a subscriber. We could actually probably write them and go, hey, yeah. this would be a cool thing to do. Um, because, I've been like, paying you guys for like years at this yeah, point. Four, like, you've taken years. thousands and thousands of my dollars. <laughs> I still support the network. Me too. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to a suggestion that makes sense. Uh, look, and to be fair, you know, it, it is like the UI has improved, but uh, that's yes. a great idea. Yeah. Uh, because like, you, it, again, this is something that, that's interesting for modern fans who are maybe checking us out here and didn't see this. Right. This wasn't like a, a you know the pre-show. No. Where and they and have this random wasn't like matches. Sunday Night Heat years later. No. Exactly. Velocity where they were just they were just you know main events. See, sometimes it was like it's weird because he three times out of the three times Four, out of the week. Yeah. yeah, it would be shot before Raw. Right. Right. But on pay-per-view nights. You got, and one thing I loved about it was you'd be watching Heat and you're like, oh man, it's in the arena, but it wouldn't be fully lit up. So you'd kind of get a sneak peek of the really arena. Because you wouldn't want to, they wouldn't want to give away the set design yet. Exactly. Yeah. They wouldn't give it away. But what would happen is, you know, Austin would be there and something would go down. You know, it would change the match or there would be like a, a stipulation added or a special interview or something. And then the whole point, you're like, Okay, cool. If I wasn't going to buy the pay per view, I sure as hell am now because that does happen. And that doesn't like at no point have I watched the pre the pre show on the WWE pay per view. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch it now because you know something's right. Some stupid dill hole came out and you know had a tag match or something. It's like I'm sorry, what was yeah. that? What was that phrase? Dill some, hole? Uh, some stupid dill hole. D- Man, I love Ireland. I don't know what you're <laughs> saying, but it sounds fantastic. <laughs> yeah, so look, uh, look, I would say WDB, if they're listening or want to do something cool, or even AEW, could AEW do it uh, with, with their buy-in shows? It makes hey, way impact. more sense. Well, Impact don't do it, but they should. Um, yeah, they, you know, they, you work on ha- budget. Have one of those, like, if you have a pay-per-view, have it the show beforehand should actually be informed by the show. <laughs> it should actually inform the show that it's directly promoting or on beforehand and that's one thing that they did in the attitude era again because it was usually written by one guy and that was it and it was telling so it all made sense and that one guy 
just That's celebrated his 37th anniversary with his wife. So shout out to Vince Russo and Amy. Fair play. Fair play, Vince Russo. Um, For those of you wondering, I'm being dead serious. You're being serious. Yeah, being serious. It's true. Just move the mic. Right. So let's get into yeah. this match because it is getting late. It's this is gonna be a long show, man. Like fair play for us. Right. So um so. first blood match. WWF championship is on the line. Undertaker, <sighs> Sonko Steve Austin. This is the uh penultimate match. This is like the final the final one. In mm. this feud, to my knowledge, Undertaker and Austin would not have this level of feud again. Not this level. Uh, it would never be a one-on-one kind of thing. Um, it would be very limited to either being a tag match. Uh, it would never be this high profile. So this is it. Now, do you think that after Undertaker wrestles Sting at WrestleMania, the Undertaker will then have a match with Austin? <laughs> well, I do know for a fact that Austin really did miss out on never having uh, a match with Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yes. It's something that he regrets. Yes. And it's uh, the interview that I did with him, which is on our channel. Um, he says as much because okay. I actually asked him specifically um, about this because as a kid, I remember thinking it was really weird that that never happened. And um, yeah, Undertaker would actually go away from WWE in a month after SummerSlam. In 1999, mm-hmm. and it's right, also right, this right. for injury, and he'd come back as the American badass. And this was apparently the time that WCW actually made a serious play as well for him to come over, which we covered, I believe, in episode 36. Of we the did, show, if you guys want to go, yeah, with Judgment yeah. Day. But this Definitely is kind of this is this this is the second last match before he go away. So he actually is like legitimately injured. Yeah, and during this, which is why you know, as we said, mm-hmm. the match is gimmicked and it has a lot of. Uh, elements to it which you'd not really expect but again it kind of makes sense right so look i think undertaker he looks so so cool man oh like, he does like you know the end of the match where he's all he's so open. young man he's oh so he looks young. so young it's so weird you're like wow yeah. man like it looks great austin is just absolute behemoth um oh, he is these guys man like there's no one like there's no one like austin and undertaker there, there isn't there I mean, and, and look, I mean, I love Triple H. I love The Rock, yeah. but they're not Stone Cold and The Undertaker. And I don't know how to put that in any qualitative way. You can't. You can't. It's just like, the feeling that I get when I watch the card. Like, I would rather watch from a wrestling standpoint. Yes. The next year. 2000 is a much better wrestling year. And we right, will right. cover that when we're going through it. Like, the matches, yeah. the quality of the product is so much better. But... It's not the Undertaker and Triple H. It's not the Undertaker and Stone Cold. No. Now, one no. thing that I want to kind of set the stage for here is so I've been kind of jokingly teasing it all night about the whole you know championship changing hands, and we know that Stone Cold will go on to defeat the Undertaker. So mm. what I love about this is that they had a plan, which is yeah. we're putting five championships up for grabs, and then as you're watching the night, you're going, okay, if Austin loses, he'll never have a shot at the championship. Like, that's crazy. Austin can't lose. But then you're going, but Vince can't appear on TV if Undertaker loses. So, oh, there's no way that'll happen. So the equalizer throughout the night is you keep seeing championships lost after lost after lost. I mean, they didn't spread them out. They were all in a row. It was four championship matches in a row that were lost. So you get to the final match of the night and you're like, oh, okay, WWE is doing a thing. I'm smart. I get how it works. Austin's clearly going to lose. And man. I felt like that added so much 
to this. I love how they booked the entire show to play into the weight of the main event. Well, we've talked about this. Like right. this, this is like called the booking with a story in mind, not just doing stuff and hoping that it works out. You know, yeah, exactly. like with, with WWE, they had a clear plan at this point and like it, it, it's actually genius because you're watching the show and you genuinely don't know if austin's gonna win or not and to add to that yeah. he's busted open he's <laughs> so busted he, is, up. he is bleeding oh and we're not talking like he is just bleeding open openly like a deep cut so you're like man what's gonna happen he's gonna get hit with a chair and that's yeah. it you know it's and crazy you know, and also, you know, we, we've already seen, I mean, the Mr. McMahon character exists because of the Montreal screw job. And we have Vince McMahon himself come down and sit at ringside do commentary. for this match and do commentary. Yeah. That's so, so good. Adds more so and more good. doubt to your head. Yeah. Like what's Which was happen? weird because um, I think if there was at one point where Mr. McMahon actually put over Austin a little, like if he, he just being a promoter yeah. in his yeah, head yeah, and yeah. he just said the line of how he's like a really great wrestler. Or something. I, you know, I, I love, I love this because like Vince, you know, still can't really stop being Vince. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Oh, he's a hell of a performer. Terrible champion, but a hell of a performer. And you're like, yeah, you're supposed <laughs> to hate him. Like, what are you saying? <laughs> Please buy uh, his merch, but yeah, he's all of those. We hate him, you know. Um, by the way, this this has my favorite uh, sign of the night because again, along with with Jerry the King Lawler lines, we like to pick out signs on this show. Can we can you throw up a screenshot of it since people that uh, are listening now are only are watching a video, or is that are you not I, sure you want to show that? I will splice it in. I haven't got it here, but I'll okay. splice it in. Uh, or or actually, I'll put it in a pinned comment so you guys can see it. Gotcha. And it's uh. <laughs> Can you read it? You, yeah, I, I, uh, he yeah, said it. Yeah, okay. yeah, I, I, I'll, let, I'll let me pull it up. Uh, I don't want to misquote it, so I'll just pull it up here because it would be it would be a, a travesty to misquote. To misqu- this, it uh, absolutely would be. This is one of the things we love about going back through this era is we love listening for lines on commentary and we love picking out the favorite sign. As you most of you are probably aware, Dara and I used to both write for the same website, WrestleView. And there actually used to be an entire section on there of the best wrestling signs from shows. So I think that's, it's really cool. So So what is it? So, so this one, this one comes at the, if you're watching on the network, the two hour and 42, 35 mark, right? Specific. So specific. Yeah. And it it, it fulfills all the stereotypes of this time. So you get your, your mild homophobia, you get your, uh, you get your, because compared to some of the other signs we've seen where they just use the F word, like it's like, okay. Yeah, no, this is better. Yeah, this is better. Of. So, an improvement kind of. Uh, you get your WCW reference. And then right. you also get your just fucking random. <laughs> what are you talking about? Existing <laughs> the attitude there. So, it's, it's the three. The three things that we look for, because it just this is what the signs were in the Adjud era. So, you know, we hit all three. Ding, ding, ding. Winner, right? So, Eric shaves men's asses. <laughs> I don't know who Eric is. Eric Bischoff, obviously. Oh, yeah. because... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. Remember the time period. Right, Remember right. You period. show me the sign, and I went... Yeah. Who on earth is Eric? I thought they were like mocking so, their friend at home watching no. the pay-per-view. So there you go. There. There. <laughs> you know, the great thing about that is that while Eric may have been <laughs> shaving, Mitch McMahon was waxing and bleaching his own. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know what was going on in the attitude era, but it, it, 
it's not the best sign. The best sign is still the one from <laughs> double, you know, double J from a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> double that's J still, ain't any. That's still the best one. Um, but it's yeah, man. They did not care what you put on sign. No, they did not care. Like, it might, like, right now you're bringing an AEW shirt and they're like, oh, what are you doing? You know? Or you just put <laughs> like go, ridiculous you know? stuff on your, on your Thunderdome. On your Thunderdome, uh, yeah. exactly. I haven't gotten yeah. in yet. Have you gotten into Thunderdome? I haven't. I tried to. Here, no. guys, hook us up. Come on, we'll be nice. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be nice. We'll pretend we I, like your show. No, I'm kidding. Not even that. I'll just watch the show with my pup that we have. She, I'll she actually watch it. Yeah. Yeah, she'll have a great time. Yeah, we'll put something cute on with us. Exactly. Well, uh, we, I did have a friend post that they that they were on the Thunderdome, so that's cool. That's, so was Kenny Omega. So was Kenny Omega, apparently. So was Kenny Omega. Yeah, and same yeah. quality of character, I think, quite frankly. <laughs> Um, okay, so the match itself was 16 minutes. Um, it yes. was a look, it wasn't a Mac classic. I did not expect it to be a Mac classic, but I really, really enjoyed it. I really, I, it was fantastic. The, you know, the finish of it, where like, you know, Undertaker gets smacked and he is just, it's just pissing blood. And you're like, whoa. But the match doesn't, this is what I love about it. They don't care. The match doesn't stop. Because then Austin gets busted open and they're both just bleeding everywhere. JR has my favorite line of the night. Okay. He's ble- he's bleeding like a hog. And I'm like, yeah, okay. He uh, is. He is. I want to talk about that line. Um, Because Jim Ross, during when Rock was beating Triple H, he made a comment about his classic kind of vintage Ross, if you will. Sorry, Cole. Mm-hmm. about oh he's beating him like a government mule and lawler turns to him and goes how many, <laughs> many mules have they got yeah <laughs> how many how many mules does the government have <laughs> like another good line actually another good one from that as well it's just like they don't even have wood says in greenwich she's <laughs> 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 taking them to the woodshed oh it's brilliant um see you know what's funny right and it really is an indictment of current wwe commentary Yes. We're able to pull these lines 20 years ago and they're still really good. Oh, yeah. Well, because but there's no call off a script. Yeah, there's no call nowadays. It's going to go, oh, yeah, it's an entertaining call from anyone. No, from anyone. because I mean, even, um, you know, the last one that sticks out in my mind is when, oh my gosh, was it, was it Seth Rollins do off the hell of a cell into the table? Or was it was it Kevin Owens? Somebody did it recently, um, maybe like three years Kevin ago. Owens. Kevin, Owens. Kevin Owens. Yeah, he'll jump off anything. There's a great documentary yeah. on uh, about this past WrestleMania where Kevin Owens says, "When I saw that they brought that WrestleMania sign in, I said I'm jumping off of that," and then he did because originally he actually wanted to jump off of the full pirate ship that was in the Tampa Bay Stadium. So this was an idea he had uh, actually had for months. Um, yes. But anyway, to yes, yes. to jump back ahead to or jump back behind to this. Um, it was the same, the, the same kind of thing. I thought where it was just the the line was um, Cole delivered it, and it was something along like "For the love of all mankind, I can't believe this happened." And I remember mm-hmm. listening to it and go, "Oh, that's really cool. Oh, that was really scripted." Yeah, because they're making a reference to the Hell in a Cell jump that mankind did, but it's yeah. it's, it's lame when it's scripted. It's lame. It's lame. That's it. Cool. You know, it's like, I mean, kudos to the writer. I would have written something like that for them to say, but that doesn't take away from knowing it was written for them to say. I mean, a, he's holding the script in his hand. Yeah, there's a difference between it being said in a movie and it right. being said as a, as a 
a comment like in the in universe as a commentator talking about an athletic mm-hmm. competition just ridiculous you know it's like with jr you believe that he is visibly and physically upset when austin is getting hurt yes you when he is cheering austin on when he busts taker open with the, the video camera which i love they should use the video camera more often now i know they can't because they're expensive but when he hits him with it and he busts out i'm like man cool, that's man. cool and jr is like oh my god he's playing he's what awesome one you you're like yeah this is great you know and it's just it's why it's why he's the best um play-by-play man ever yeah, still we'll, we'll excuse you for your comment a couple of weeks ago on AEW. Yeah, AEW look, is not canon. Listen. <laughs> AEW is not canon. <laughs> AEW just has problems, man. You know, it is what it is. You know, it's it's all a big con so Cody can play champion. Um, Gosh, I so, love it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah. Austin wins. Austin and the wins. match con- and the match continues. Yes, it Undertaker does. busts them open, gets the better of them. Um Vince McMahon comes to the ring, is absolutely livid. And Austin stuns him. On a crutch, mind you. On a crutch, yeah. Austin stuns him to hell. And um yeah, there you go. And it closes with one of the best visuals ever. Undertaker rolls his eyes back, covered in blood. It's so oh, yeah. And you're like, man, it's so metal. It's it is metal. It's like this is the me- so most metal. metal thing ever. You know, and I, I absolutely love that Vince gets back to his feet. And Austin, the true sportsman that he is, he knows it's the end of an era. Mm. He puts his hand out there and he shakes Vince's hand because this stunner is the last. Loved it. Yeah, loved it. It's the last. And it's it's great, you know. Also, Vince um, never took a good stunner, I think, ever in the career of stunners. No, he took a good one. This wasn't it. There was one. There were two in this match, and they were both they were both abysmal. There was. um, I will try to find. I will try to find the good stunners. There's at least two that he took that were decent. All right. They're never on a pay per view. I don't think. I think they're like throwaway raws that he get. uh, He just takes a stunner, but this is not one of them. Um, But look, that's it. That's the show. Um, of of it and look. So if you haven't seen it, it's sorry, you gotta check it out. Yeah, man, it's it's a really super good show. And you know, the, the the choice that we have actually, we can either go on into SummerSlam and do a chronological, or we can jump back. Mm. What would you guys actually prefer? Because like honestly, I'm happy enough to go, you know, bit by bit for the rest of the year. I'm enjoying um, this where we could do this um, and we could just kind of go um, in chronological order or some we can supplemental weeks here or there and we'll, we'll stay in order, you know, at least two pay-per-views a month in conjunction with yep. whatever else. Are yeah, we, well, we formally well, announced that we have a special show next week? Is that confirmed? We do. We... Yeah. We have a special show next week. So obviously after the show next week, we'll kind of go back in, but I think a good plan for us to do is do two pay-per-views a month in yep. chronological order and then do like a special topic or something like that. Or even, we we will finally let Dave pick something from the WCW library. I think you're 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 now out of the penalty box, Dave. I'm out of the penalty out box. Of the pen- I can start pen- suggesting you, again. You can start suggesting again. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> get ready for some WCW. <laughs> yeah, so that's it. So that's Taser gonna is going to be up on the ladder, and we're going to climb for it, baby. <laughs> Woo! So yeah, it's all on the table, and of course, guys, if you want to uh, suggest the show, please do. I don't know what the rest of the card is. 
Oh, I don't no. even know the name of the pay-per-view. Be careful, because that penalty box is still there. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a life get out of jail free card, man. If I have to watch a show again where nothing happens. Are, are you telling me that basically I have a yellow card and I'm I'm facing a second that could give me a red card to like the end of the year? Yeah, literally. Yeah, so okay. just right. try have welcome, least, Ireland. I'm trying. Try have at least one good match on the card and then you know we'll be fine but anyway so i think that's the way we're going to do it we're kind of going to go chronologically uh we're going to finish out 1999 this year i think that's probably a good idea and um then we'll do some supplemental shows we either bring in guests interviews or fan submission shows so we'll space it out that way guys again this is your show let us know what you want us to do and we will do that um next week we have adam martin former head uh chief if you will, of WrestleView.com. Our old uh, he's, boss. Our, our old boss. Coming exactly. and groveling <laughs> at our feet to be on our podcot. No, that's not at all. <laughs> uh, no, I'm really excited to have Adam on the show. Yes, um, it, I, you know, it's it's been too long, but he's he suggested um, Brock Lesnar in Japan. So that's going to be really cool. Because I'm um, watching this weekend. I've, I have downloaded the entire Lesnar um, in Japan collection, I, I, I found it online, purchased there's, it, shared it with Dara and Adam. So we're very excited to talk about. This. There's some great matches there. Um, absolutely. I think we'll even extend it out to the um, Kurt Angle match because that's there too. Yeah, um, I mean, it happened in our, Japan, so it might as well. Yeah, yeah. That that's our that's our end point. I think better than the WrestleMania match. Oh boy, a country mile. Um, now the only now listen, I want to say this straight up front. I love the fact that Lesnar used to try and do a shooting star press and it's mm-hmm. Angle's fault that it was messed up. I just want to say that. Fair. I don't know why. It's not really relevant to this pay-per-view or this show, but I just need to get that off my heart because I don't know when it'll come up. But that's kind of what's happening now with our shows as well. Now, the great thing about... <laughs> like we're, just moving on. we're just moving on. So we're going to we talk about that more next week. I don't want to get all into right, it. All right, all right. But yeah, so that's kind of where we're going now. There will be some more kind of streams, some more impact stuff as well. Um, we're kind of working it out, some interviews with talent and all that great stuff. So um, yeah, we'll you know just keep going. at The, the move over to the new channel. Yes, um, we're moving to the Wrestling Rewind. Yes. Um, if the, you want to find it is that very the, specifically, is that the, yeah, is that the URL? Currently, the URL is uh, youtube.com slash David Stevens 88. So, my name. Um, I'm working on getting the URL changed. There's a little, somebody had it before. I'm trying to work something out, but uh, it'll be, we will get it close. But if you want to specifically find it next Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, it's going to be youtube.com slash David Stevens 88. But hey, if you're on our Facebook page, The Wrestling Rewind, if you um, go to nerdinomedia.com, we'll of course provide you with great links and we'll still be available on Periscope, Twitch, Not Mixer, all the good ones. Yeah, exactly. And, and the thing about it is as well, all the stuff's going to be backed up on the Nerdinomedia Media channel yeah, anyway. So you can still find so you it guys yeah, you guys will still get it. It's just if you want it live, if you want it first, that's where it's going to be. So um, that's how it's going to happen. Again, the show is going to be on. We're going to do it on um, 6, 6 p.m. Eastern. So a bit, a bit later than normal, but that's pretty much how it's going to be going forward. Because um, I want to thank you so much for listening in for this extended. We've done about, nine, well, over 90 minutes, Dave. So this is another overdrive show uh, into overtime. But is there anything you want to plug before we get out here and wrap up this edition of the rewind? Uh, 
treat this as dead air, Dara, and we've apparently already signed off. Because I, you hit me at a blank. I just completely blanked out. I got nothing, hey, nothing okay. to promote. It's okay. I don't want to promote well, anything. If you want to follow him, D. Follow Dave me, yeah, follow me on D. Dave exactly. Stevens on Facebook and Twitter. Listen, guys, I saw this meme going around the other day, and it was, "Don't listen to this guy on Twitter because he has under 500 followers. I only have 507. I'm in dire straits of not being listened to on social media. Don't let me be silenced." Don't hashtag. let the cancel culture get to me. Hashtag Has- follow me. <laughs> exactly. Hashtag save Dave. Hashtag save Dave. That's perfect. I want that. I want that in the true penny description this week. Okay. That can be done. That okay. Can let's be done. do it. And then you have to justify it to why that's there. <laughs> when we bring people James on the I'm channel. People think I'm getting fired. They'll think I'm getting, getting the asks. Well, oh, man, I'm looking forward to bringing James on the show where he actually has to deal with the madness of this show. It's going to be funny. <laughs> Because uh, he's really fond now of, of of doing the segment where it's just like Dara doesn't watch Japanese wrestling. Cause it's just like Dave doesn't watch current wrestling. Right, so yeah. It's a, it's a fun segment. I've only been um, paying attention recently because AJ and Heyman are fighting. Well, you know, hopefully there's some mad stuff that happened that we'll talk about next week. Hopefully, okay. if it uh, keeps going. But um, yeah, so that's going to yeah. do it for this edition of the show, guys. We'll be back next week. Keep an eye up on our social media. We will be making the, the change over to a more kind of uniform uh, presentation. But of course, the best way to do it, go over to nerdtonalmedianow.com. Uh, all the links are there. And you'll be able to find us all there. There are updates coming. But until next week, this has been the Wrestling Rewind for Dave and myself. See you next week, guys. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 